Welcome to the Daily Devotions Podcast from Confident Faith. I am Corey J. Mahler, a contributor here at Confident Faith, and I will be your reader today, this fifth Saturday after Epiphany, the 10th of February, in the year of our Lord, 2024, in the time of Christmas. Today we commemorate Silas, fellow worker of St. Peter and St. Paul. A leader in the Church of Jerusalem, Silas was chosen by Paul to accompany him on his second missionary journey. Imprisoned with Paul in Philippi, Silas also experienced the rioting in Thessalonica and Berea. Tradition holds that Silas was the first bishop of Corinth. Our readings for today are Psalm 38, Job chapter 6, verses 14 through 30, John starting with chapter 3, verse 22, and reading through chapter 4, verse 6, and articles 1 and 2 of part 3 of the Small Cult Articles. We will close, as always, with the Lord's Prayer. Today's reading from the Psalter is the 38th Psalm. O Lord, rebuke me not in your anger, nor discipline me in your wrath. For your arrows have sunk into me, and your hand has come down on me. There is no soundness in my flesh because of your indignation. There is no health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head. Like a heavy burden, they are too heavy for me. My wounds stink and fester because of my foolishness. I am utterly bowed down and prostrate. All the day I go about mourning. For my sides are filled with burning, and there is no soundness in my flesh. I am feeble and crushed. I groan because of the tumult of my heart. O Lord, all my longing is before you. My sighing is not hidden from you. My heart throbs, my strength fails me, and the light of my eyes, it also has gone from me. My friends and companions stand aloof from my plague, and my nearest kin stand far off. Those who seek my life lay their snares, Those who seek my hurt speak of ruin, and meditate treachery all day long. But I am like a deaf man, I do not hear, like a mute man who does not open his mouth. I have become like a man who does not hear, and in whose mouth are no rebukes. But for you, O Lord, do I wait. It is you, O Lord, my God, who will answer. For I said, Only let them not rejoice over me, who boast against me when my foot slips. For I am ready to fall, and my pain is ever before me. I confess my iniquity, I am sorry for my sin. But my foes are vigorous, they are mighty, and many are those who hate me wrongfully. Those who render me evil for good, accuse me because I follow after good. Do not forsake me, O Lord. O my God, be not far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forevermore. Amen. Today's Old Testament reading comes from the book of Job, and we will be reading the sixth chapter, verses 14 through 30. He who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. My brothers are treacherous as a torrent bed, as torrential streams that pass away. 
which are dark with ice and where the snow hides itself. When they melt, they disappear. When it is hot, they vanish from their place. The caravans turn aside from their course. They go up into the waste and perish. The caravans of Tima look. The travelers of Sheba hope. They are ashamed because they were confident. They come there and are disappointed. For you have now become nothing. You see my calamity and are afraid. Have I said, make me a gift? Or, from your wealth, offer a bribe for me? Or, deliver me from the adversary's hand? Or, redeem me from the hand of the ruthless? Teach me, and I will be silent. Make me understand how I have gone astray. How forceful are upright words. But what does reproof from you reprove? Do you think that you can reprove words, when the speech of a despairing man is wind? You would even cast lots over the fatherless, and bargain over your friend. But now be pleased to look at me, for I will not lie to your face. Please turn, let no injustice be done. Turn now, my vindication is at stake. Is there any injustice on my tongue? Cannot my palate discern the cause of calamity? This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Today's New Testament reading comes from the book of John, and we will be reading from verse 22 of the third chapter through verse 6 of the fourth chapter. After this, Jesus and his disciples went into the Judean countryside, and he remained there with them and was baptizing. John also was baptizing at Ainon, near Salim, because water was plentiful there, and people were coming and being baptized, for John had not yet been put in prison. Now a discussion arose between some of John's disciples and a Jew over purification. And they came to John and said to him, Rabbi, he who was with you across the Jordan, to whom you bore witness, look, he is baptizing, and all are going to him. John answered, A person cannot receive even one thing unless it is given him from heaven. You yourselves bear me witness that I said, I am not the Christ, but I have been sent before him. The one who has the bride is the bridegroom. The friend of the bridegroom, who stands and hears him, rejoices greatly at the bridegroom's voice. Therefore this joy of mine is now complete. He must increase, but I must decrease. He who comes from above is above all. He who is of the earth belongs to the earth, and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven is above all. He bears witness to what he has seen and heard, yet no one receives his testimony. Whoever receives his testimony sets his seal to this, that God is true. For he whom God has sent utters the words of God, for he gives the Spirit without measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hand. Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life. Whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God remains on him. Now when Jesus learned that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus was making and baptizing more disciples than John, although Jesus himself did not baptize but only his disciples, he left Judea and departed again for Galilee. And he had to pass through Samaria, so he came to a town of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, so Jesus, wearied as he was from his journey, was sitting beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
Today's reading from the Book of Concord comes from the Small Called Articles, and we will be reading Part 3, Articles 1 and 2. The third part. We may be able to discuss the following articles with learned and reasonable people, or among ourselves. The Pope and his government do not care much about these. With them, conscience is nothing, but money, honors, and power are everything. Article 1. Sin. Here we must confess, as Paul says in Romans 5.12, that sin originated from one man, Adam. By his disobedience, all people were made sinners and became subject to death and the devil. This is called original, or the chief sin. The fruit of this sin are the evil deeds that are forbidden in the Ten Commandments. These include unbelief, false faith, idolatry, being without the fear of God, pride, despair, utter blindness, and, in short, not knowing or regarding God, also lying, abusing God's name, not praying, not calling on God, not regarding God's word, being disobedient to parents, murdering, being unchaste, stealing, deceiving, and such. This hereditary sin is such a deep corruption of nature that no person can understand it. Rather, it must be believed from the revelation of Scripture. See Psalm 51, 5. Romans 6, 12-13, Exodus 33, 3, Genesis 3, 7-19. Therefore, it is nothing but error and blindness that the scholastic doctors have taught in regard to this article. Since Adam's fall, the natural powers of human beings have remained whole and uncorrupted, and by nature people have a right reason and a good will, as the philosophers teach. A person has a free will to do good and not to do evil, and, on the other hand, to not do good and do evil. By natural human powers a person can observe and keep all God's commands. By natural human powers a person can love God above all things, and love his neighbors as himself. If a person does as much as is in him, God certainly grants him his grace. If a person wishes to go to the sacrament, there is no need of a good intention to do good. It is enough if a person does not have a wicked purpose to commit sin. So entirely good is human nature, and so effective is the sacrament. Scripture does not teach that the Holy Spirit, with His grace, is necessary for a good work. These and many similar ideas have arisen from lack of understanding and ignorance, both about sin and about Christ our Savior. They are truly heathen teachings that we cannot endure. For if such teaching were true, then Christ has died in vain a human being would have no defect or sin for which he would have died, or he would have died only for the body, not for the soul, since the soul is sound and only the body is subject to death. Article 2. The Law Here we hold that the law was given by God, first to restrain sin by threats and the dread of punishment and the promise and offer of grace and benefit. All this failed, because of the evil that sin has worked in humanity. For by the law, some people were made worse sinners, those who are hostile to the law because it forbids what they like to do and commands what they do not like to do. Wherever they can escape punishment, they do more against the law than they did before. Those are the unrestrained and wicked who do evil wherever they have the opportunity. The rest become blind and arrogant as has been said above about the scholastic theologians. They conceive the opinion that they are able to keep the law by their own powers. From this come the hypocrites and false saints.
but the chief office or force of the law is to reveal original sin with all its fruit. It shows us how very low our nature has fallen, how we have become utterly corrupted. The law must tell us that we have no God, that we do not care for God, and that we worship other gods, something we would not have believed before and without the law. In this way, we become terrified, humbled, depressed. We despair and anxiously want help, but see no escape. We begin to be an enemy of God and to complain and so on. This is what Paul says, the law brings wrath, Romans 4.15. Sin is increased by the law. The law came in to increase the trespass, Romans 5.20. This concludes our reading from the Book of Concord. I now invite all of you to join me in reciting the Lord's Prayer, one of the most ancient prayers of the Church. I do encourage you to say it aloud if you are somewhere it would be reasonable to do so, but praying it silently is, of course, also fine. The Lord knows what is in your heart. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Go in peace and grace to serve our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in whatever calling has been given you, or tasks set before you. Until tomorrow, God be with you.